SEO is AEO. Welcome to the show, Lily Ray. Thank you for having me again. Wonderful. It's Halloween. We're in New York. Mm -hmm. I just took the subway for the very first time and it's wacky. <laughs> it is wacky. That's one word for it, for sure. Yeah, and you were saying it's because it's Halloween. I don't think it is. I think it's just wacky full stop. I mean, it's your first time here. That's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. nuts. Lots of nuts, people. We're looking out onto Broadway. This is Broadway, yeah. So you're going, I'm on Broadway. <laughs> we got the song going. There That's one song for it, for sure. Thank you very much. But we're yeah. not here to talk about that. No, not really. I mean, we can, but... Yeah. And in fact, the most interesting thing is you're dressed up as a footballer with the World Cup. I'm Megan Rapino today. Ah, She's the MVP she? of the women's soccer team in the U.S. just took home the World Cup. So we're... Uh, okay. When I saw her winning all the games, I was like, I have to be her. She, look, she looks just like me, so... Can I ask a really yeah. dumb question? Yes. Why is that Halloween? What do you mean? Well, you've got a lady with blue hair. For me, oh. that's Halloween. Soccer oh. isn't Halloween. I like to dress up as people that I already look like. Makes it a lot easier. You just put on some clothes. So often <laughs> women with short blonde hair, I'm like, that's my Halloween costume for the year. Brilliant. I've been the Eurythmics, uh, you know, different. Annie Lennox. I've been Annie Lennox before. And come to think of it, I should probably be Blondie next year. It might be a good one. Okay. Makes it easier. I, I can go with that. Yeah. And so what we're going to see later on, we're, we're going to see a parade down the street? Yes, on Fifth Avenue. I think it's Fifth, maybe Sixth, but there's a very big Halloween parade every year, so that's going to be bonkers. It's bonkers. raining too, so that should be extra exciting. It is. It, it's nuts. I'm, I'm completely, <laughs> completely out of my depth here. Amazing. Um, but we're, we're here to talk about EAT. You analyze with your team 64 sites mm -hmm. to figure out what, what does it mean what's to have going on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so leading up to PubCon, uh, there was a lot of talk and a lot of controversy in the SEO world about what is EAT, how does it work, is it a separate algorithm, what is Google doing with it or not doing with it. So my intention with my PubCon presentation and, and the blog that I put out right afterwards was let's get to the bottom of what Google's doing with some data. Um, now obviously this data is, it's a collection of observations, that's what some people have kind of corrected me and they're absolutely right. This is just my team and I going through websites mm. manually, collecting a lot of information. We have a little database that we've created where we're storing a lot of information about, you know, which algorithm updates hit these websites. Uh, what are some of the attributes of, of these sites? And we looked at a lot of different kind of on-page components to the sites. Um, we started to collect a lot of information. It took us a really long time. Um, of course, Google rolls out different core updates as this is happening. Yeah, so, so we had every to- Every time you do something, there's a new update. Exactly. Had to go back in and make some changes. Um, so on my article, I included a lot of disclaimers about the accuracy of this data. There's a lot of issues with this study, obviously, but we did the best we could. Um, and we just basically compiled a lot of findings about what are the winners doing, what are the losers doing, and what are some clear differences between the sites. Okay. So we wanted to focus on YMYL websites because we started with a very big batch of sites that had potentially been affected. And it just became immediately apparent that it was YMYL sites, of course, that were disproportionately affected. Beyond that, it was health and medical websites that really were like 50% of what we ended up studying. Okay. Um, so and there's a, lot a whole of it, big chunk of sites that just weren't affected. Yeah. And I think that's a problem we all have is we go, oh, there's been an update. Everyone's crying about it. But in fact, a lot of our clients just aren't being affected because they're not in that Chunk. For sure. That's a really great point. Um, we have, I keep saying 80 clients on my team, but I think it's like 90 now. <laughs> so we have about 90 sites. Um, maybe 
10 to 20% of them feel the algorithm updates pretty hard when they happen. The rest don't, you yeah. know? So we wake up in the morning and it's like, guys, there's a core update today. And everyone's like, I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing because mm -hmm. nothing really happened with my clients. So we really dug out the ones that have been affected. Um, so they're not necessarily our clients, but they're sites that we're analyzing from the outside. So that's another kind of thing to keep in mind. Um, but we use tools like Systrix, Ahrefs, um, SEMrush, a lot of different tools that we use to just analyze performance and what's going on in these sites. So a lot of them are health. So we did want to look specifically at what's happening in the health kind of community online or that industry. And one thing that was interesting was uh, right off the bat, we noticed that health sites are on average 28 years older, the winners, than the losers. Okay. So they're like older institutions that have been around for a long time mm. compared to some of the losers who might be like new natural medicine bloggers who are writing about health. Yeah, so you have, for me, a double problem there. One is we knew, and the other is we're not within accepted medical, in inverted commas, right. truth. Right, and that's definitely another thing that it was very hard to quantify during the study to say like, is this site in line with scientific consensus? There's all mm. kinds of issues with that and that's kind of subjective, but um, it is certainly something that I think is going on. Um, I was just, you know, before we started re recording, we were kind of talking about a potential client that we might have here who called us and said, we know we've been affected because our content is not in line with scientific consensus. and. Mm. Um, you know, we, we want you to help us update our content so we can say, instead of saying flu shots are bad, we should say flu shots are good and just, it's crazy. But, but isn't that incredibly dangerous because then you're saying, I need to say what consensus says if I want to rank. Whereas what you could also say is, I want to rank for people who are not searching for that consensus. So right. Uh, perhaps for that site, and this is completely off yeah, the top yeah. of my head, you yeah. say, well, you should be aiming at people who are trying to find things around that, who aren't going to search for those short head keywords. Yes, absolutely. So I think the thing Google says about it in the guidelines, because they actually mention consensus 20 times in the guidelines. Really? Yeah, it's a lot. Um, in they, how many pages? 164, <laughs> I think. I had to ask the question. Yeah, okay. I have a lot of numbers in my head. So uh, one page a night. Correct, something like that, yeah. Um, but what they say about it is, in general, if your content contradicts scientific or medical consensus, we don't want you to be prominently ranking, yeah. right? Okay. Unless the searcher's specifically looking for that information. That sounds completely fair to me. Yeah, I mean, Google wrote it. Yeah, it's no, but I mean, the, the yeah, idea, yeah. If, if, if I arrive and I'm saying, okay, uh, do I need a flu shot? Mm -hmm. I'm definitely not looking for alternative med medicine. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for something to reassure myself, mm -hmm. perhaps corroborate what the doctor's just said to mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I say, uh, flu shots are rubbish, what can I do? I think even if you Googled the latter phrase, you might still see things like Healthline and WebMD ranking on page one okay. currently. And they would probably try to steer you back in the direction of saying flu shots are good. So it's a whole controversial debate, and I'm not here to tell people that Google is doing the right or wrong thing. I don't mm. know, but there's clearly some patterns emerging, and I thought, I thought it was very interesting when that client called us because I didn't have any impact on their belief system in terms of what's happening mm. for their traffic, and they just told us, we think this is happening. Um, but you're absolutely right. We shouldn't be going out there and changing all of our content for Google if that's not yeah. what we believe in. I had that kind of discussion with a client the other day and, yeah. and they're saying, oh, I need to reformat all my content for Google. And you say, mm -hmm. well, if you want Google to rank you, yes, you do. Right. But if you've got other sources of traffic, if you've got other ways of communicating with your potential clients, 
No, you don't. Right. Exactly. Uh, and, and that's the kind of big thing. And, and, and perhaps from, from my point of view, hearing this, you kind of say, well, okay, Google's great, Google's big, Google's got all the traffic. Right. But we don't necessarily need it, especially if we're a little bit off the, the, the beaten track. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. And, you know, I think the counter argument that a lot of natural medicine websites are saying, because there's been a lot of publications in the last six to eight months from natural medicine sites that are saying, we think we're being attacked. You know, we think we're being silenced. And, and I think... If you look at the traffic patterns for some of them, that kind of seems like that might be happening to some extent. Obviously, there's other things affecting these websites when core updates happen. Mm. Maybe they have severe technical problems that are contributing to it. But there's certainly a pattern emerging. And I've spoken to people who say, I can't find my favorite natural wellness doctor anymore. What happened? Mm. You know? And, so. and, and uh, so coming back to what you were saying, yeah. people tend to be tend to feel victimized, they're saying, I'm being penalized mm -hmm. or attacked. Mm -hmm. And you say, well, no, you're not. It's an algorithmic update that has uh, benefited others more than it's benefited you or has pushed others in front of you. Nobody's attacking you. Correct. It's simply that you're not necessarily the most relevant mm -hmm. result for the vast majority of people. Right. And I think if you're in that kind of niche, you're saying maybe Google isn't the solution for you to be present. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should find other sources to communicate with your sure. potential public. Because if I'm in, into kind of uh, natural medicine, I wouldn't be searching Google. Right, yeah, or you could maybe know index that content and keep other content indexed or something to that effect. I don't know, I mean, it's, it's complicated. Yeah. Um, but I, I, yeah. I, I, I get the impression people feel victimized. Right. And, and you say, well, actually, Google's sending you their clients. Right. They're recommending you to their clients. Right. You're not being victimized. Yeah, Anything you get is a bonus. If you want traffic from Google, you can't spend too much time worrying about being victimized. You have to push forward and you have to start figuring out what's going on with your site. So it might not only be about the consensus of the content that you're producing, there's always going to be things that you can start to dig into from mm. a technical standpoint, a content standpoint, page speed, your ads, all these different types of things that contribute to overall site quality. Start chipping away at those. Make your site a more trustworthy website. Uh, make your site a better website as far as Google's concerned. Yeah, You'll no, move in the right direction. You were talking earlier on about analyzing on-page stuff and making your site more trustworthy. Mm -hmm. What about the people? I mean, I'm completely convinced without any... I mean, if your study is, in inverted commas, a bit flaky, mm -hmm. my opinion is really flaky. <laughs> I'm saying if I'm a trustworthy person who is uh, supported by other people within my industry, my opinion becomes trustworthy. Mm -hmm. Can I not then transfer that to my website and say, I'm trustworthy, therefore, when I write for a website, that website becomes more trustworthy, I and vice versa? I think that's how it works. I think in terms of algorithmically right now, maybe Google hasn't completely figured out how to make those connections, um, unless you're someone who's already very well established, you're in the knowledge graph, you have tons of links pointing to, you have a bunch of things you've already written. Um, but I do think that there's this layer that people aren't necessarily thinking about in the SEO community where if you have an expert come in and review your content, which we're telling all of our clients to do at this mm. point, especially YMYL clients, but if you're a tax company and you used to have a college intern who loves yeah. creative writing, writing on your blogs, why are you not having them work with your tax experts to go back in there and say, that's actually wrong, that's right, that's wrong. You know, make sure you're getting citations from all these trusted publications and putting that into the article. That layer of expert review is going to make you rank better because the content's more accurate. 
Yeah. So it's not just about the name on the page. It's not just about whether or not Google can identify who that person is and whether that person's in the knowledge graph. It's that you have a layer of expert fact-checking happening on your content. So you're going to rank better. Yeah, and it's also a question of saying, if my content wasn't accurate up until today and now I make it accurate, mm -hmm. that's a really strong signal to Google that you're actually paying attention to what's going totally. on. And totally. you're taking this, this seriously. Mm -hmm. and, and if I look at that, I'm saying, okay, we've got the content which has been corrected by somebody who might or might not, might not be in the knowledge graph and identifiable. My point of view is if they, if they are in the knowledge graph or if they are supported by peers who are themselves in the knowledge graph, sure. that indirect relationship is definitely helpful. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, I can't think of a single bad reason, you know, a single <laughs> reason why not to include expert reviewers on your site. Um, I think it's one of the best things that a lot of sites are currently doing now, sites that have been hit by algorithm updates. If you look on the Wayback Machine and you see what the, the page looks like this mm. year compared to last year, you'll see all kinds of new bells and whistles on these pages, especially medical sites. They've brought in all kinds of doctors. They're bringing in all kinds of fact-checking mechanisms and bibliographies and stuff like that. So it's a good thing. It's good for readers. Um, yeah. It may or may not improve your rankings in the next core update, but we're definitely seeing patterns. And, and we're working with lots of websites on this where maybe two or three core updates later, suddenly everything yeah. kicks in. You see huge increases in traffic. And then you end up with the, 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 the situation where you're saying, okay, I'm trying to sell to my boss the idea that we need to improve this today. Mm -hmm. We won't necessarily get the benefits today. We might get it in three or four years time. Yeah. And the boss is saying, I'll be out of a job in three or four years time yeah, because my traffic's gone down the pan. And you end up this, with this, this, this terrible debate is saying, Short-term versus long-term, I think long-term is EAT. Mm -hmm. And perhaps the short-term... Buying links or something? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. What does short-term SEO even look like these days? You know, like... Well, that, I think that's the thing is, is we're losing that perspective and people right. are still obsessed by it, the yep. quick win. But then you, you have the, the situation of saying, my boss is going to lose his job. I might be losing my job by the time all this kicks in. Of course. Um, any answers to that? That's a really tough one, and it's definitely a conversation that needs to happen up front. So we've been getting a lot of business from people that are hit by core algorithm updates, and that conversation is just required in the beginning. So there's no guarantees, mm -hmm. there's no time frames. People always want a time frame, but we tell them the more aggressive we can be with implementing the recommendations, the more seriously you can take SEO as an organization. Um, you know, the more we can push forward with simultaneously on the technical front and the content front and the EAT front the quicker this thing is going to kick in. Hmm. Um, but it, it can be very frustrating. And we have had a couple situations where clients couldn't wait that long. Yeah. Sucks. I've got a new question. The new, sure. the new cheat is look for an expert who's already in the knowledge graph. <laughs> Get them to check it. Stick their name at the bottom. Link through to their right. knowledge graph ID. Mm -hmm. Link through to their Twitter account. Link through to their LinkedIn yeah. account. You suddenly become incredibly credible. And it's that kind of barnacling thing of saying, mm -hmm. Yeah. So isn't the key now not am I uh, a high domain authority site, whatever you might want to call it, with shitloads of links coming in, mm -hmm. am I in the knowledge gra graph, yes or no? Am I recognizing the knowledge graph for what I, I'm supposed to be an expert in? Mm -hmm. And if I am, you should pay me to check your content. <laughs> I think um, a lot of SEOs were playing with this idea a few months ago, like, wait, I can just call a bunch of experts and have them kind of like endorse my content or interview them on my content. And then, of course, Google was like, that's not a sustainable strategy. No. You know, don't do that for all your articles. But if you're going to the extra miles to the point where you're calling experts and you're 
you know, working with them on, on content and looping them into your content production, then your head is in the right place because you're focused on improving the quality of your content. So, and another thing too is these algorithm updates have been totally just erratic over the past two yeah. years. So some sites that I've analyzed as like, oh, this is a great winner. They have great EAT. They're mm -hmm. doing so well. The next core update, they're like the biggest loser a week later. So it makes it kind of hard to measure success yeah, what Google's looking for? 100%, but that then, for me, kind of, it doesn't seem so very strange in the sense that Google are looking for trust. Mm -hmm. uh, links aren't trust, they're popularity. Right. Uh, and it's a really big problem. And if you look at Xinlun Dong, who was at Google and is now Amazon, who was sure. looking at trust-based knowledge. Oh, sorry, not a, yeah, trust-based knowledge. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting it right for yeah. once in my life. <laughs> um, it's incredibly difficult to figure that out. PageRank was reasonably easy. It was probability that you will end up on a page, but trust, right. it's terribly fluffy. How do you figure it out? It's my perspective, and this is completely my opinion, is Google is running around like a chicken with its head cut off in the last Ooh. two years. Okay. It might be a little bit harsh, but that's, if you look at the patterns of some of these sites, it's really easy to say like, oh, I knew that site was so great. They're doing so well. And then the next week they're the biggest loser. Mm. And then two weeks later, they're the biggest winner again. Like, what is that? What does no. that mean for that website? Yeah, and it, it's very confusing for everybody. And what you're saying is, yeah, you might win today, you might lose tomorrow, but the longer term strategy is to stick to being an expert, right. getting your stuff right, exactly, being trusted. And sorry, that leads me down to what I was talking about at PubCon. You did your talk on PubCon. Mm -hmm. I was, at the same time, more or yeah, less, I, know, I was doing my talk yeah. about trusted sources and saying Google is now in the knowledge panel citing Wikipedia 99% of the time, which is still a lot, mm -hmm. but there are 101 other sites. And since that talk, there are now 134 other wow. sites that I've found that are in that knowledge panel. Wow. And expanding. Yeah, exactly. And it's expanding very quickly. Mm -hmm. So I agree with the chicken head yeah. cut off thing, which is terribly <laughs> Halloween-y. Of course. Absolutely it's perfect. Fitting, right? <laughs> but, but, but Google are expanding that. And are we not moving on? new theory just made up, are we not moving towards a new page rank? We're moving towards a new something. I think they're not being entirely transparent about what they're trying to do. I but think why would they? I, it's, it's somewhat political too. I think that yeah. there's some, definitely a political element to what's happening. Um, you know, when I talked at PubCon, I, I prefaced this by talking about all the controversy that's happening with Google as an organization and social media companies in general. And very obviously there's very huge initiatives right now to combat misinformation online. Google was part of the Trust Project, which was trying to get trust and credibility with journalism. And they funded that project. And there's all kinds of things happening in the background that explain why we would be seeing such crazy shifts in the algorithms. Um, but it's, it's interesting and it's curious to see how this is going to play out because I've never seen Google as erratic as it's been in the last two years. Yeah, no, no, sorry, I really like that idea. I hadn't really thought about it before is Google has always just been playing its own game. I put this at the top, I send you traffic, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm boss of the world. Right. And now they're saying actually there's loads of political shit going on outside <laughs> the uh, EU Presumably sure. the American federal government is also yeah. playing in there and they're yeah. saying you can't actually just do that anymore. Mm -hmm. You've got too much power. Yep. So they've got that kind of double play as they're saying we want to satisfy our users but we have to not push this so far that we get slapped on the wrist by $3 billion of EU fines or whatever. That's, that's what I personally think is happening in the background. I think they're frantically trying to adjust things so that they're not putting bad information out there. And if you read the quality guidelines, it's all about combating misinformation 
bad actors, violent content, dangerous content. Which is really positive. I think so. But if they it, don't, maybe the bad actors don't. But but, but maybe know. maybe these results wouldn't have been quite so erratic if they'd just been going. We're just going to throw out there, see what happens, because we don't care, which is what have been yeah. the last twenty years. And exactly. now they kind of go, we we go pay a bit of attention. Mm-hmm. So they push something out. It creates political problems for them. So sure. they have to pull it back to a certain extent. Exactly. And the problem for your clients is it's hitting their bottom line, and they don't exactly. know which foot to dance on. Well, we just try to stick to our values and just read the quality guidelines and listen to what Google's doing. And, you know, it might not necessarily always result in immediate boosts in traffic because things that do are often against the guidelines. (laughs) So we do the best we can. And generally, we see great, steady, positive results. So just got to stay focused when you get hit by updates and and keep doing the right thing and um, hope for the best. That's a brilliant conclusion. SEO is AO. Thank you, Lily Ray. Thank you.